Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Ethan and Chuck. You're saying Ethan and Chuck. Wait, what happened to Kevin? Now you're starting to actually uh, think back and you're like, you know, I didn't even hear Kevin last week. Well, guess what? That's because Kevin wasn't there last week and he's not here this week. Who knows? He's off playing games, climbing mountains. Fortnite. Fortnite? Is that what that's it is? what the kids are playing these days. All right. I know Ramadan's a big thing. Maybe that's what's got him. I don't know. But you'll find out. When he comes back, we'll get to the bottom of it. But anyway, bottom line, we're going to talk about tiny houses, living in the woods, off-grid, um, maybe even outbuildings a little bit. Just basically... You know, other kinds of shelter, cheap options, what it's like to live with less, things like that. If you remember way back, we actually had Ethan uh, commenting and, and talking a little bit. And we uh, we talked about, uh, actually, I was helping him build a tiny house. And so now he's going to share some of those insights with us. I thought, hey, you know, it's a great opportunity to bring them in and, uh, you know, see if we can uh, get some knowledge outside of uh, the home team. Maybe you guys want to hear something a little bit different. So, Ethan, you live in a tiny house. What's the story? Yeah, I mean, uh, people on the Internet say I'm one step above homeless, but, you know, I'm living like a king. Like a king. Like a king. Um, well, so you're not paying rent. Not paying rent. That's uh, that's one. Uh, and when you plug into my uh, extension cord, you're not paying electricity. I'm paying electricity. My uh, house bills are pretty low. Pretty low. When you steal my Wi-Fi. Yeah, I mean, it's all covered. Living the dream. Um, yeah, so basically uh, a tiny house is like a small micro shelter that um, the tiny house I have is on wheels. Okay. Um, so it's mobile. Um. Let, so what you're saying is you live in a camper? Uh, it's essentially like a camper or something. Right. I mean, how, where do we want to start with this? I mean, there's so well, many places to all right, start. All right, no, no, settle down. We don't need to get excited. <laughs> so, I, I I have like uh, set up like um, if people are are interested in possibly getting a a tiny house or going that route, I have a few different steps 
that uh, they can take, and we can talk about that. All right. Um, so I guess here's what we do. We're, we're going to talk about tiny houses specifically, your stuff, what it's like, and then we'll kind of expand and, and jump into, uh, you know, how we might apply that to an off-grid lifestyle and bug-out location and, and stuff like that. So, well, so yours got like a trailer. Yeah, I mean, our, our first step was, was getting a trailer. Um, well, basically, if you're interested in, in having a micro-shelter, um, whether it be for emergencies or maybe you just want a little um, place for the kids to hang out. Um, but uh, I think what the audience here would be most interested in is, like, um, if, I, my, if something happens to my house, I have a place where my family can stay um temporarily or long term um i guess it'd be nice to build your cabin in the woods in your yard on the weekends and in the evenings and then just drive it out to the woods that might make life easy for some of you yeah i mean it's a great option what uh so you're able to live and survive in a tiny place so that's what you're telling me. People have done it. It's for possible. Years. It's possible. I'm I'm here to say that I'm I've done it. And I'm still alive. Now, what is what is tiny? Um, so tiny, they can get pretty small, but I I think a manageable size that's reasonable. Um, my trailer is eight by twenty. Eight by twenty. Yeah, so eight feet by twenty feet. I think that's a manageable size. I think it's comfortable for one to two people. Definitely. Um, if you had to, I think you could get. It like a family of four in there if you had to um right now currently me and my girlfriend live in there and we live in there comfortably plus we have two cats i mean you might as well throw in a kid in there you know like as far as well you can, I, I, I think, think two the cats is worth one is, kid is equal to a kid <laughs> that's what i've said so i i think if you had to you could do four um but i would recommend you know closer to two um yeah so i, I that's about the size um, right. and, and the cost, I, I think cost is another thing that, uh, we could talk about. Um, I, I'd say the cost for our tiny house. Um, well, now you, our you tiny looked house, at trailers. What does a trailer cost before we get to the total? Yeah. Before we get to the total, let's build up there. Um, so yeah, the first thing that you need is a foundation for your tiny house, um, tiny house on wheels. So we need to get a trailer. We looked on Craigslist, it's got shopped around a weight. lot. It's got to handle some weight. This was a utility trailer, you know, construction, big. Um, Carries a backhoe. It can carry your house, right? Carry the house, yeah. So we found one. You know, you got to shop around. We found one for, it was only $1,000. Now, I would say it's very realistic. Pretty much anywhere you are, you could find one for about 15 or less. Yeah. I mean, with anything you're shopping for, like on Craigslist and stuff, you got to shop around, you know? You got to wait for the right one, you know? We were looking around for a few months, and we found one for, you know, you could definitely get one for less than $2,000. Now, they have specific trailers that are specifically built for tiny houses. Um, but because it's custom, because it's um, you know tailor-made, they're a lot more expensive. You're dropping at least $5,000. And most of the time, they can't. I mean, if not all the time, they're not going to be able to handle the weight that like a utility trailer can, can tow. Now, the pros, though, if you did go this way, they're a lot smaller. You would... You, it right. would require not less as high of, off the ground. Yep, not as high off the ground. So which you can have we'll more get into. height into the house. Yeah, we can get nice. into that. Um, 
and also it would be lighter too you know so possibly a smaller truck would be able to tow your house if you built your house real light um not bad so there's yeah you got to think about what materials you're putting into it when you're building um all this stuff's gonna matter um we can enjoy the fire department nice and loud oh i thought the germans were invading or something air raid sirens yeah blitzkrieg um yeah maybe maybe we uh (laughs) wait i don't know it's awkward um yeah let me shut the door how about that all right There we go. It's a little bit better. You can't hear anything. It's a little bit better. All right. So, anyway. So, yeah. uh, The trailer is going to be your foundation for everything. Uh, You know, this is what you're building your house on. You want something that's decent quality, um, but it doesn't have to be brand new. Um, Just something that's going to withstand time and uh, make sure everything kind of works on there. You know, the lights, the brake lights, everything like that. You know, make sure all that stuff works. Um, because you don't want to build an entire house on this and then find out that you have to replace tires or whatever it may be, you know, um, it's just something to think about. Um, but now two by four frame. All right. So now, so we said trailers about 1500 bucks. So all or a thousand you got away with. Yeah. So yeah. We got it for a thousand. All in. Now I, I see on these TV shows, they're saying like 50 grand. 40 grand, 70 grand for these tiny... Now, they look pretty nice. They look very nice. They look very nice. Very nice. Now, so... And they usually have, like, cedar siding inside. Um, Yeah, I mean... Nice trim, nice custom, everything picked out. The windows are just the right size to fit. Yep, yep. Uh, Um, I think that's a... This... That that number range um, is super huge. For when building a tiny house, and also I think that high number of fifty thousand—that's um, something that gets thrown around a lot. If you watch like these tiny house shows and stuff like that, right? And that can be really intimidating for people. Um, it's people go, to me. yeah, people go, whoa, fifty grand, man! Like, uh, you know, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, which a, I can buy a house. You can buy a yeah grand. regular size house for fifty grand. Grown um, up size. So you shouldn't be, uh, you know, that that is if. If you want brand new everything, if you want custom everything, if you want everything like that, and uh, you're hiring someone else to do the labor, it's going to run you up to 50000 whatever. Um, but if you are willing to um, reuse materials, if you're able to get uh, free materials on the side of the road, off Craigslist... Um, things like that, you could manage to get this house... I mean, it... it for my tiny house, um, it got it was around ten thousand, you know, as opposed to fifty thousand. About ten thousand. I mean, but that includes a few extra things, um, uh, utilities, you know, like um, the wood stove, you know, that we bought for it, um, mini fridge, stove, all that stuff is kind of in that ten thousand. All right. So I mean, but I I think a reasonable price that you can probably get it down to if you were going to go bare bones minimum. And try and reuse as much as possible. Um, you could get it closer to like six thousand. I think that's right. I think that's a fairly reasonable uh, um, to get it closer to you know six. You know, or so. it's over time. You know, you're you, you do it as you're building it and whatever. Obviously, you know anybody who's ever built anything, you want to once you lay out the wood, you want to be able to get a roof on there quick so stuff's protected and doesn't get damaged by the rain. So you got to be prepared with like an an initial investment. 
to lay out, but it, it works out pretty good. Um, whenever you're building something like this, if you want it to be movable, you need to think about weight. You need to, you know, we did a lot of like two by threes or are they two by four? I guess it's all two by four. It's two by four. Yeah. All right. Two by, two by four, four. I think maybe the loft or something we want with smaller wood. I don't know. Whatever. It's possible. But uh, yeah, weight is something to think about. And then also height um, is another thing to think about. The dimensions of it. There's, you have to look up, you know, in your state and everything. Um, the dimensions kind of vary a little bit, but for the most part, I mean, New York is the most strict and that's where we are. Um, as far as we know, it's pretty much the most strict. Um, 13 feet and 6 inches is as high as it can go. Um, right. f- 14 feet um, in some places you can do that. But to be safe, you want to do 13. And if you ever want to move it six. anywhere that, you know. Yeah, yeah. You want to do 13.6. There's like designated roads that right, allow right. 14 feet. But you want to do 13.6 just to be safe. Um, now, the reason we were talking about earlier, the trailer kind of comes into play there. They sell specific trailers that are real low to the ground. If you get a utility or trailer or something, it could be up high, which mine is, and that cuts off from like the height of your house that you're building on top of this trailer. You know, right. you have to take that into consideration. Um, so the dimensions, like I said, on my house are eight by twenty, and then the height, uh, thirteen feet six inches. So that's just one thing to consider when you're building the house, and and that kind of brings me to like the steps in, in, into building a tiny house. Um, you know, the number one is research. You got to do research before you, you, you take this on, you know? Um, and we're talking about price as research. Um, we're talking about going onto YouTube and watching as many, there's so many YouTube videos on tiny houses and other people that have done it. You want to watch as many of those as you can. And you want to start picking out things that you want for your micro shelter, things that you want for your tiny house. Whether that be design, whether that be, oh, I like how, um, I like this wood stove that, that this, you know, these people used in this video and you start marking that down, you start uh, doing a little research, maybe finding a link to that product and making a little document, you know, um, that's what we did. We just started accumulating documents, um, on like Google doc and just accumulating links to different products. Um, to different, I would screenshot different pictures of stuff, just ideas on different other people's, you know, you're standing on the shoulders of giants, uh, no pun intended on this tiny house episode, (laughs) but you don't have to do this all alone. A lot of other people have done it and you can learn from their mistakes and from their, uh, accomplishments and a little victory. So you want to do a lot of research on this. Um, I can't tell you how many YouTube videos we watched before we... Uh, fully committed to like the design and the design is always going to change a little bit. You know, you're going to keep, you know, watching new things, learning new things until you start putting things together. Um, which brings me to step two, which is planning and designing. Um, what we did is we basically just kind of mapped out how we wanted the tiny house to look. Oh, there were definitely blueprints. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the plan, I mean, you know, we drew them. Yeah. Yeah. So we would draw, well, my girlfriend actually, like, on Excel, she would just, uh, you know, on that grid paper, the black paper, she would just make um, different co- – she would color-coded, but she would make, like, you know, three, each block is a foot, say. So then you can be like, well, we know that we want the bathroom to be three by eight, so that that's a block there, and then we want this to be there, and you just want to kind of size it out. And this size that we did, um, yeah, I believe is – 
The bathroom was three by eight. The kitchen, I think, was about six by eight. Um, something around there. Dad. I don't know the exact dimensions, <laughs> but uh, it, it, you want to plan that all out. You want to know the exact dimensions before you start building. Right. Is what I'm saying. Um, and then if you can possibly... Some places have like tiny houses that you can go rent at uh, like Airbnb tiny house, or there might be a company that builds tiny houses near where you live. It's not uncommon. And if you can uh, physically get yourself into one just to get a feel for it and an right. idea, um, there's a company that builds tiny houses not far from here. We went by, we, we were able to go inside one and just see how it feels, right. uh, the placement of stuff. We actually didn't like the design in that one. Um, they didn't have a loft for the bed, which is, you know, you that need a loft for the bed. Down a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my opinion, you need a loft for the bed. All right. So, it, it, and I wouldn't have, uh, it wouldn't have been solidified that that needs to happen if I didn't go there and physically be in there. So if you can, go check it out. And uh, see, so you're planning and you're designing, and then you want to budget everything out. You start with all those things, all those products that you were right, looking at with the research. You add the up building your two materials. by fours, and you're, you know, exactly. you know, you know the spacing because obviously you've done some kind of building, or you wouldn't be taking this on. You have to have an idea, you know, so you know yeah. every sixteen inches you got a stud or yep. So you, you know start... things like that. You can do your square feet of the roof and. Exactly. You start figuring out how much materials you need as far as wood. And then you could start, you know, going Lowe's.com or Home Depot or whatever and, and start right. figuring out how much this is going to cost, how much material you're actually going to need. Um, and then once you get all that, then you're about ready to go get those materials and start building on your trailer. Now, we I you're don't know if we can recommend. Uh -oh. I know there's a lot. I don't know if we can recommend that you personally go and build your thing. But, you know, it's not that hard. <laughs> if you built a shed. If you, you built can, a shed You know, before. you could build, you know, whatever. You know, we're not saying, and hey, go do this. Learn, but, but uh, you know, it depends how much fighting you're going to do. If you're a handyman, um, you got a background in construction, anything of that, definitely go for it. But if you feel a little uncomfortable, um, you're not sure about things, you can always go talk to that handyman, you know, the construction worker, you know, maybe a construction company or tiny house company that can build this for you and you can work with them. That's not a bad option either. It's going to cost a little bit more if you don't know it, you know, yourself, but it's not a bad option because then you'll have something quality, uh, something that will last. And, uh, you know, that's pretty much it. All right. No, sounds <laughs> um, good. Looks like you got a list of pros and cons. Yeah. I got a little bit of pros and cons. I had some you. experience. You're good. Um, um, let's see. Oh, another thing, you know, stuff that you should be thinking about is, like, how do you want to heat your house, you know? Where where are you putting this micro-shelter? Where do you live in, in the United States or, or if you're anywhere in the world? You might need air conditioning. Yeah, I mean, if you live in Tucson, Arizona, um, it's if a little bit – you have different necessities than if you lived in uh, Washington, you know? there, it, It's based off your needs on what, you, on what you're thinking. Um, so think about heat slash cooling, you know, um, think about, uh, now you had a, uh, propane, propane heater and you're in the Northeast. How'd that go this winter? Yeah. So we chose something a little bit different. We, we were going to do a wood stove. Right. And then as we were building and stuff, um, 
winter kind of came before we we can get that situated. So we kind of took a second option, and we got a propane heater. Um, and you know, it's a it's a ventless propane heater, but um, everywhere I looked said that it was you know safe indoors and you well, can you're run not it. Dead, and so I'm not dead. You're not so, dead. So a little I, bit dumber, maybe. I don't know. No, you're feeling uh, possibly. Confident. I don't know. All right. Um, so we get, we got the Mister Heater. You know, um, they have like a big version and a, like a medium version. We got the medium version. I mounted it on the wall. Um, made sure that it was clear of everything. You know, and uh, ran a propane hose from the inside to the outside uh, to a uh, how big are those gallon tanks? They're, they're regular barbecue tanks. Yeah, just so like they're 13 gallons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just a regular uh, barbecue propane tank. Um, and yeah, it actually worked out really well. Um, didn't really have any issues that I noticed. Um, the only thing with this specific heater, sometimes when you would have it on the low setting, you, there would be like a high pitched squeal because of, you know, there was like just air in the, in the, in the, Whatever it may be. But that was the only issue. All right, <laughs> Everything else, enough. like, it heated the house really well. Um, it was cheap, you know. I like cheap. Definitely cheaper than um, doing, like, oil in your normal house, heating it. And and you got to think, this is a micro shelter, so you don't need a lot to heat up one room, you know, as opposed to an, an entire house. Um, so it's a lot cheaper. And that's another thing that you got to think about with this is – the expenses are a lot less, you know, once you get it all built and everything, the expenses are going to be a lot less than what it would be in a big house. Um, you, you're only have to provide for a fraction of what you're providing for in a normal size house. Nice. Um, and then how do you, yeah. I was going to say, uh, like hot water heater. What'd you do there? Hot water heater. Um, we actually got a, a small, um, hot water heater, a, a ductless, no, not had a vent. It had a vent. Uh, just a a, a, a small tankless. hot water heater. Yes, it was a tankless hot water heater because it was that tiny. So it's that instant, you know, on demand kind of thing. Yes. What that set you back? Um, I believe the one we got was around four hundred or so. They, so that's a little pricey. It's a decent amount of money. Um, and to be honest, we haven't been using the hot water heater. Um. In the winter, we kind of just winterized the home and didn't really use water. Um, All right, that leads us to how are you <laughs> flushing toilets? What's happening there? There you go. So, yeah, I mean, it just wasn't uh, right for us to do that. It, we didn't have the right setup to do water. So how did we manage? How did, you know? Um, Sounds well, like you'd die. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you live on your parents' property, it's not too bad. No. Um, composting toilet. It's what we're leading up to right now. Um, composting toilet is real easy. Um, now I look at composting toilets and they're like two grand. Yeah, I mean if you go if you search on Amazon, you type in composting toilet, the first one that comes up, I forget. it's definitely more. It's more than a thousand dollars. Okay. Um, you don't need that. Um, you the simplest version of a composting toilet and the easiest and the the best is we built a little bench. You know, a little wooden bench, and then in that wooden bench was a bucket, and you do your business into that bucket, you know. Um, As long as you put wood shavings, you know, we would take a bucket, put wood shavings, do our business, throw some more wood shavings on there, and 
Keep doing that process until the bucket gets full. Take it out to your compost. Maybe waited till this bucket was full. Yeah, I mean you don't want it. You don't want it to be like giant, to the brim. You giant know, bucket. Of you don't booze. want it to be to the brim. Like three quarters, a little more than three quarters full. Uh, whatever you think. Um, and then you take that out to your compost heap. Um, now we have a specific compost heap that's just uh, this. Um, now before you guys think I'm a hack and and you heard him say, well the water didn't work out. Basically, the way we set it up is the whole house is plumbed where, well, water coming in and then the drains just kind of drop out of the house and can connect to a hose connection to take it away to put into a septic or whatever you want to do with it. But basically, the way it is, is we have it so you can hook a hose to the side of the house and turn it on and there's water. And we also put a, is it 50 gallon? Something like that. A 30 to 50 gallon water tank inside the house. So they can carry around 30 gallons, but you have limited water pressure. You might have to add, you know, a second pump if you really wanted, you know, pressure if you weren't connected to an outside source. So that was basically the deal. But since we can't have hoses running across the lawn in uh, the Northeast, then, you know, we figured it was just easier to shut it down for the winter rather than, yeah. you know, keep it going. But I mean, there's definitely options. Um, it's all wrought wired like in a, a regular house. What I actually did was bought a, uh, a small panel box and instead of doing, uh, I think we put a two twenty breaker at the beginning, but then, uh, we ran just so it connects to a one ten extension cord and we wired it to both sides of the panel and it's worked out that way so far. We've never tripped a breaker or had a problem, but, uh, even so it is set up with the box so that if it ever gets connected to a, like connected to the grid kind of situation, you would, uh, be able to do 220 right to it and wire the house that way. So I don't know that that's how we did that. Um, what else you got cooking? What'd you do for cooking? Yeah, I mean, uh, we like to cook, you know, like everyone does. You got to make your meals at home. So we just got a propane uh, stove, a four burner, one of those like camping stoves. Something like that cost you. Now this propane hooks to like a big barbecue tank as well. Once again, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what we did was we put a splitter and ran it to each of the things. But obviously since in the winter he was using a lot more heat. You know, that had a direct line to the heater, but then the water heater and the stove could share a tank and things like that. Yeah, we were able to run propane lines through the through the walls, you know, and then drill them out. Um, So, yes, this is just a four burner camping propane stove. It was 50 bucks. Nice. I like 50 bucks. Yeah. Real cheap. Uh, It's it's worked out really well. We've never had any issues with it. And uh, and it's a four, you know, so you don't need more than four burners, you know. Um, so yeah, that's been working out really well. The other and that's, thing with all this propane inside, we ended up carbon monoxide detectors, smoke alarms. These things you always not want really these things. just nice to have, especially when you're running gas in your house. Yeah. I mean, as far as safety goes, you want to do, you know, as much safety as you can, just like a normal house. You know, you want your fire extinguishers, you want your smoke alarms, everything like that. Um, everything should be square enough to go. Um, now, I mean, that kind of also talking about safety and everything, it kind of brings me to like the legality of tiny houses and, and stuff like that. Um, as 
as long as you own property and you if you have a regular house already then you building a tiny house and even somebody living on that tiny house is perfectly legal and perfectly <clears> fine <throat> bringing that tiny house to somewhere that's uh you know not your property or yeah, i mean it's even what you say is iffy so as far as our experience as long as it's movable yeah it's got to be on wheels you're not gonna have building inspectors harassing you pretty much yeah. now there's it, obviously restrictions about where you can have trailers in your yard and it, different it's all like different that. county to county everybody's uptight uh, they're you gotta making look it laws up. as fast as they can to try and stop you yeah you gotta so, look it up or maybe plead ignorance. Uh, one that, of the two. That's what you're doing. You're going ignorant. <laughs> well, I'm not a lawyer. I can't advise anything. But you know, um, oh. be sure these, to these do some research. It's, it's something to look into. And I would say, not inviting trouble is always a good way to go, and not having things out front where people are going to see it and say something might be a smart move on your part. But I'll let you uh, guys sort that that out for yourselves. Yeah. Um, another thing, I mean, we talked a little bit about electricity. You know, my house is wired to just plug in with an extension cord. Um, using LED lights definitely helps. Everything you know, you want to minimize yeah, electricity. Everything was taken into account. Um, we did an LED television, which, you know, pretty common now. But, uh, yeah, you really don't want to push your luck on the electric. Um, every light in the house is LED. Um, everything is really set up to be low watt. You know? Yeah, yeah. So um, you want to take that into consideration when you're when you're doing it, um, especially if you're trying to have your tiny house slash micro shelter to be off grid. Go solar, low whatever, wattage, low, low wattage. wattage. Um, that's going to be your best bet. And then that brings us to our next thing is solar. You know, solar is a big option uh, that I would definitely use um, because in my personal experience, I didn't need to. Um, I didn't go that path, but. If, you know, that is definitely something I would if I was on my own property or or in an isolated area. What he's area. saying is if he had to pay the electric bill. Yeah, then then the sun gods are paying it, you know. I'm just having the sun gods uh, work my house. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, we could talk, you know, kind of the pros and cons that I've had so far in the tiny house, living there and everything. Um, I mean, the pros, one, it's a it's a shelter that you can move. Um, you know, so if you have to move it somewhere, you can, um, so that, that's a huge option, right? You know, if you have to bring it somewhere, whether it be, you know, at a necessity or if you just want to, that's great. Um, it's compact, nice and small, you, and it's got everything that you need in there. It's got the basics on everything that you need. Um, and then like some, some cons, it's like, it is tiny. It's a tiny, tiny house, you know? So when you got people in there, uh, yeah, you know, you could be stepping on toes. You could be stepping on toes, you know. But I, I think this is a great option for um, if you're a single person or or two people, like I said. I think it's not a bad way to go. It's cheap, um, and it's got everything you need, like I said. Um, but uh, another thing is, like, there's not a whole lot of storage in there. So... If you have the ability to have like a, a storage shed along with this, I think you're working against yourself here. Well, I'm just saying. All right. In, in that sh shelter, Less there's not more. a whole lot of. So you're saying space. you need a shed for your guns? Yeah. I mean, if you want, right, all that stuff, you want to have a little something extra somewhere else. But I don't. Know. And then you need a truck. Is another thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. You need a big truck so that's going to be able saying, to move this house. You should buy like a deuce and a half. That's a big truck, man size, whatever. And then load it with guns, and then you could sleep in the tiny house. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I could see how that could work. Um, all right. Not bad. I mean, that's pretty much everything yeah. that I have on tiny houses. Um, now, so, I mean, basically, I like the tiny house. I like it's movable. It came with some headaches. I mean, it is kind of scary to be like, ooh, I have to move this one day. And I have to figure out how I'm going to do that. And kind of, oh, I hope this trailer still passes inspection. Is nice over time. These things make you sweat a little bit at night. Lose sleep. Um, We worked it out. We're going to hopefully get this thing out of here one day. Ethan's going to move away into the the sunset. But, uh, you know, who knows? Um, but that's the thing is building a small shelter up at your survival cottage or wherever you want to go is not an impossible task. It's not hard to do. I mean, it is hard, but it's not unattainable. Um, and you know, these things are options. You don't have to buy the big property. And realistically, I look around, I see pretty good size like 18 foot campers and things like that that you can slip into for 800 1500 if you're really watching you know if you're not like oh i need one this weekend if you spend six months looking around waiting for the right thing watching craigslist you know it's not horrible to go stay in a small you know something and if you could just get some land for cheap or something like that you set up your nice you know shooting range Whatever you need to do, go off grid, enjoy nature, start gardening, things like that. There's easy ways to ease into it. It doesn't have to be big mainstream, you know, huge craziness. But, you know, whatever. So you guys need to decide what's right for you. And then basically once you focus on setting up the house, setting it up so that you know, you have the lifestyle ready to go that you're looking for. And then maybe uh, maybe then it's time to look into building the gun range is what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, maybe, you know, really work that garden, bring in some extra food. Then you're building houses and stuff for your buddies. All of a sudden it's cool. Everybody wants to hang out. No. Commune. Commune. You know, the chicks come out, they're all wearing sheets, whatever, something like that. Yeah. So we're just saying it's not a bad option to have a secondary home that's ready to go, that if something happens to your normal house, um, you have something. You know, I you're mean, not homeless. It doesn't have to be what people think of with the tiny house movement, though. It could be a trailer or whatever. And these things can sometimes make it easy. You know, he talked about, Ethan talked about, Spending $10,000, you know, $10,000, you can buy a pretty decent trailer and go set things up. But I also know that his house isn't going to blow away in a storm. Um, The walls are more than a quarter inch thick. Uh, So, you know, everything comes at a price. It's exactly how I designed it and wanted it. clean and nice and, and custom. Yeah. So, you know, everything comes, you know, with an option. And obviously, you know, you can get as grandiose or 
or you know, as as you want to drop fifty grand on your micro, you know, tiny house, you can do that. You can do that. Get a loan, sure, sure. We don't recommend payments to the man. (laughs) That could. That's another thing. I mean, that is not something to, uh, you know. No, you can do it uh, without having to take out a loan or or whatever it may be. You can work on it, paycheck to paycheck, and uh, and then you just own it. You own this micro shelter. You know, I like that. Now, another thing is now that you've freed up your cash because you don't have to pay for your house anymore because you're living in some kind of makeshift shed. Yeah. Now, there's something called Tac Pack, and they actually send you once a month this box filled with, I know this month, filled with AR-15 parts and gun cleaning stuff. And if you're able to free up your money so you can buy more guns, maybe binary triggers, maybe some thermal imaging scopes, that kind of stuff, I see things looking a lot better. Um, so Tac Pack, they send you survival tactical stuff, very often gun-related. Um, and if you use the code BADASS, they're going to send you a gun cleaning mat that comes with it. Now... These guys, I just got mine for this month, and I'm super stoked. There's all kinds of badass things, Um, some kind of stealth buffer tube. I didn't even know that my gun was too noisy when I shoot it. And now, get out of here. Billet dust covers? What? I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't even know I needed to worry about those things. But what I can tell you is value, value, value. Yeah, I'm spending I mean, fifty bucks, and I'm getting like two hundred bucks worth of product. Yeah, like, I mean, between the month of May and June, it's three hundred and five dollars worth of stuff. So that's um, some serious product. So you may have missed May. It's too late for you. So sad. I'm sorry, but if you get hot right now, June is really on the up. And that's where some even more high dollar items are coming yeah. in. If you have an AR, you know, you want to get, you want to hop on the TAC pack train. Hop on the TAC pack. So I'd get excited about that. And that's really for your gunfighter. Um, if you're not really the gun guy, probably not your thing. But if you're the gun guy, check out. They show some previous boxes, they show what type of gear you're going to get. And there's some pretty good stuff in there. And I think you're going to be excited. Um, I'm definitely going to do a review and show you guys what I got in there this month, and you'll be able to check that out. Um, Also, you may want to check out My Medic. Um, You spend a lot of time at the gun range. You need to think about first aid. You're trying Um, to build a micro shelter? (laughs) Micro shelter. I know there were some bloody hands, nails going through things. Maybe you need some tweezers. Well, My Medic's going to hook you up with uh, 15% off. So mymedic.us. Um, otherwise, you're gonna use code badass for that one as well. Code badass. If you want to tell Kevin about how you miss him and you wish he was here and you don't understand why Chuck's falling apart and everything's sad and crazy, well, you want to shoot him an email at preppingbadass at gmail dot com. Otherwise, head over to our YouTube channel. Just search uh, prepping badass, or you can also. You know, make sure you guys subscribe on the iTunes. Maybe leave us a review. Share the love. And otherwise, stay safe. And we will talk to you next week. Mm.